Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode number four of the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. I am so excited that you all are here, and I just, I can't believe that there have been over 600 downloads of my episodes. I never expected that whenever I started on this podcast journey, but to know that so many of you are out there listening and supporting me and commenting and sending me messages and emails, that just warms my heart. So thank you so much. I am grateful to each and every one of you. So today... I decided to chat a bit about grounding because, as you know, this is kind of a heavy week. Not kind of, it's a very heavy week, especially uh, as the world watches the United States election and we await the results to roll in. And also, I would say, you know, sometimes Samhain can bring in some feelings of heaviness and overwhelm. And so I thought that this would be a really nice week to explore grounding a little bit more. But before we get into my chat about grounding and correspondences and what what you can do to ground yourself, I want to talk about what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. If you have followed me on Instagram and you've seen my recent posts this week and you've seen my stories, you know that my happy place that I'm going to talk about, which is also a very comfy, cozy place for me, is Barnes & Noble. And I think a lot of you probably can relate because as I was posting about Barnes & Noble, many people commented on it also being one of their happy places. So I want to chat about Barnes & Noble and why it makes me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. Well, before COVID-19, before this pandemic, I spent a lot of time at Barnes & Noble that's where I would get a lot of my writing done. In fact, the second um, book series that I wrote, I wrote the first book in Barnes and Noble. So, you know, going to Barnes and Noble once or twice a week, getting my coffee, and just sitting there with my laptop and writing away. And I will admit that I am kind of like your cliche author, cliche writer, in that I like to be in coffee shops. I like to be in bookshops and bookstores because I feel really inspired whenever I'm just out in those environments. And so when COVID hit, I wasn't quite as productive writing at home, not to mention I was juggling homeschooling my son and a whole bunch of other things. But I really miss Barnes and Noble. Excuse me. So this week obviously is kind of heavy with the election. There are some other things going on at home. Uh, So I felt that I just needed to get out, do something just for me, something that makes me feel extremely comfy, cozy, and witchy. So I headed over to my local Barnes & Noble first thing in the morning, right when they open, (laughs) when nobody is there, and I got myself a cappuccino. I always get a decaf extra hot cappuccino. And sometimes I get a splash of vanilla or pumpkin spiced because, you know, tis the season. And then I just wander around for a little bit. And typically I wander around to my favorite section, which is the metaphysical, witchy, pagan section of Barnes & Noble. And what's really interesting is that section, as of only two months ago, so two months ago, not even, probably about six weeks ago, 
it was in the very back left corner of the bookstore. So you had your pagan, witchy, mythology section all together. And then on the other side of that wall was the Christian books and the Bibles in the Christian section. And I understand why they would lump that together, but I think many of you understand why, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably somebody who would understand why it's a little bit strange that they're together, but that's beside the point. So I used to go back to that section right away and grab a book or two and then go back to the cafe and read a little bit. And then I would always buy a witchy book or more or a deck because that's just what happens when I go to Barnes and Noble. Well, I went in with my son about three weeks ago and I went directly back after we hit, hit up the kid section because we always hit that first if my son is with me. After we hit up the kid section, I went to the back corner where my pagan stuff is, and it was gone. And at first, <laughs> I had like a, a mini a, a mini anxiety episode because I was so distraught. I thought, why would they get rid of this section? I was kind of upset about it. So my son and I then wandered all around Barnes & Noble, and we finally found it. They moved it, actually, right next to the cafe which is perfect because those are my two favorite spots. Now in our Barnes and Noble, the cafe used to be the completely opposite corner from the Pagan Witchy section. I mean, opposites, one like extreme opposites. Now they're right next to each other. So yesterday I got my coffee and I wandered right to my section and I found a couple of really good books. I found an Oracle deck that I had been interested in. And then on the way out, of course, they have all those little items at checkout that you can't help but buy when you find something really cute that you like. So I also bought a calendar, the witch, a witch's calendar. But I will say the coolest thing about my visit to Barnes & Noble yesterday was making a new witchy friend. Typically, I am the only person in the metaphysical pagan witchy section. I'm usually looking by myself, um, and especially early in the morning when nobody is there, because I'm there right when they open. So I'm looking at the shelves, and this woman and her little daughter walk up behind me, and I can see that she's looking in the same section. And really, it's only two two shelves wide. It's not a huge, actually three shelves wide. It's not a huge section. So I knew that she was looking over my shoulder. And so I moved out of the way and I said, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get out of your way. I said, can I help you with anything? As if I worked there because I frequent, I frequent Barnes and Noble and that section so much. And she said that she had heard about a book on a podcast and um, recently was exploring her spirituality a little bit more and identified kind of as a, a baby witch, trying to, you know, find her way in in the community. And so I was just so excited to meet somebody else in that section. And she was so excited to meet me. And she she felt that it was obviously meant to be that spirit led us, you know, to meet each other in that section. So long story short, we exchanged Instagram handles and now we are social media friends. 
And it's just so nice to connect with somebody in real life, in person, because I've made some amazing friends through Instagram, through social media. Uh, But it's nice to see somebody in person, especially with this pandemic going on. So that made me feel comfy and cozy and warm inside and obviously witchy too. So I did get a really nice haul. And then after Barnes & Noble, I went next door to Michael's because I had to get a new journal for my Book of Shadows, which I realized I need to do an episode on Books of Shadows. And then I went to Bed Bath & Beyond because it's all connected. Bed Bath & Beyond is a store I never go to for whatever reason. I just, uh, it always feels so crowded and clustered and a little bit claustrophobic in there, but I was drawn to go in. I literally hadn't been in a Bed Bath & Beyond in probably a year and a half. And I was drawn to go in there because for some reason I knew I needed my black candles and I thought that they would have the exact ones I wanted. And wouldn't you know, I walked in, walked to the back, found the candles. They had the exactly the ones that I want. It's the Yankee Candle Midsummer's Night or Midsummer's Dream. Oh no, now I'm getting my Shakespeare and candles mixed up. Midsummer's Night, I think. That I and they're my altar candles I use every single morning to burn. So I found the black candles. I bought the last seven that they had. So I was extremely excited about that. And then I headed home with my cappuccino in hand. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I did grab a chocolate chip cookie too, because the chocolate chip chunk cookies are delicious. So that, my friends, is what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. Okay, so today's main topic is all about grounding and a little bit about what grounding is, ways that we can ground ourselves a little bit more, and correspondences to grounding. And I'm going to be the first one to admit that this is something that I need to work on and that I continuously work on because I have a tendency to get caught in my head at times. Uh, I have a million ideas going on at once most of the time, almost every minute of the day. I struggle, and I know if you've listened to my podcast or followed my um, Instagram, you know this. I've struggled for quite some time with anxiety, and I have panic attacks, and grounding and being in connection with my body has helped, has helped me through those attacks most times or sometimes the grounding techniques that I use. And so this is something that I practice every single day. And when you, when you ground yourself and really center yourself, you're drawing energy from the earth to, to stabilize yourself, to bring you into stability and into a positive state. And I like to ground myself in the morning, especially when I do my morning ritual, because I honestly believe, and not everybody might agree with me, but I believe that grounding is the basis to magical practice. Because if we aren't grounded in our bodies and we don't have... uh, good energy flowing through us, then it's a lot more difficult to do any sort of magical practicing. And 
I think for witches especially, it's so important that we practice grounding in one way, shape, or form. And again, I'm going to talk about different ways that you can ground yourself later. It just makes us more mindful and more aware, and it brings you into your body and into the present moment. It makes you aware of your body and aware of the energy in your body, aware of the magic that courses through your body. And that's, it's our direct connection to the magic that runs then through Mother Earth. And that is a magic that has been with us since the very beginning of time, the, the magic in Mother Earth. So if we can ground ourselves and get connected to that magic, just think about what we can accomplish. And I found a really lovely quote from Psychology Today, and no surprise there because we're talking about grounding. But being grounded means that we are content with who we are. We're sure of ourselves and have confidence in the decisions we make. Becoming grounded is about getting rid of excessive energy in the body, allowing clean energy to come through. When we ground ourselves, we are calming or slowing down our emotions and getting more in touch with our internal and external worlds. And I just love the end of that, slowing down our emotions, getting more in touch with our internal and external worlds, because if we're grounded and in, grounded and connected to our body, it's much easier to make connections to the spirit world and our spirituality. And that's why I say grounding really is the basis for magical practice. And again, not everybody might think that, but that is just something that I believe. And again, something that I am constantly working on because my mind goes a million miles a minute and I'm thinking constantly about what I have to do, who I have to call, what work I have to get done, what edits I need to work on, what I need to send, who I need to send emails to, etc. that I forget to stop, take a deep breath, and be in the present moment and mindful of what I am doing in that moment and the ground beneath my feet, the cup of tea in my hand. Like I forget about the present moment so often because I'm thinking about a million, a million other things. So that's just a bit about what grounding is. And I want to talk about ways that we can ground ourselves a little bit. So one of the best ways to ground yourself, and this is my favorite personally, is to get out in nature. Walk around barefoot. Go out if you can, weather permitting. Walk barefoot outside. Feel the earth's energy and magic. Move up your legs, through your body. Let it fill your whole entire being. Um, and imagine roots just growing from your legs and settling and entwining into the roots in the ground and being part of that ground. That's that's one really nice way to ground, just being in nature and walking around nature and listening to the birds chirp. As simple as it sounds, it's really simple. Listening to the birds, listening to the leaves rustle, uh, looking at the trees, all the different colors. It's just all about paying attention to the present moment and grounding yourself in that moment. Another really great way to ground is to get near water. Water is obviously a conductor of energy. 
And the mere touching of it connects you to Earth's natural springs, the natural magic within our Earth. So get in water. If, if it's warm enough, get in water. Go to a, a local natural body of water. Find a creek or a stream. Where we live, we're really lucky that we're in the mountains of Pennsylvania. And so water isn't far. The woods aren't far at all. I can walk behind my neighborhood and I'm surrounded by trees and I feel so lucky for that and so grateful. It's amazing. And so water, water is a great way to ground yourself. Another good way to ground yourself is connecting with the energy of plants. So not only by going outside, but simply sitting near a plant or growing your own plants in your witch's garden or inside your home and spending time with them and connecting with them and even talking to them. That's a really nice way to ground yourself and ground your energy in nature. Another great way um, to ground yourself is through the use of crystals, through connecting with the energy of crystals. And, you know, I just want to remind you, stones have been around since the very beginning of time. And they hold so much of that history, so much of magic, and the simple act of being near a crystal, a gemstone, or touching it has an immediate grounding effect. It connects you to the earth's magic. And when you're thinking of grounding gemstones, some nice ones are the darker colors, ones that are more associated with your root chakra, stones that um, have the, the deep red colors, um, and my and labradorite is my favorite stone to use for grounding for grounding and protection and even ritual work i really enjoy working with labradorite smoky quartz which is one of my favorites as well is a really great stone for that as well and i mean there are a plethora of crystals and even you know what what crystals might give you grounding energy other people might not feel that same energy. It's, it's all up to you and what crystals you resonate with to help you ground. Another good way to ground yourself is to be near our furry friends, animals. Touch, pet an animal, a cat, a dog, a rabbit, um, whatever animals are around you, touch or get near them. Our pets calm us, they comfort us, and with one simple touch, they can ground you. And I, I know I've read before, I can't remember ex exactly where it was, I don't know the study, but it says that people who have animals that have pets, on average, I don't remember if it's live longer or have, um, they don't feel as anxious, there's something, something in that realm when it comes to animals that, and having pets. And if you don't have pets or you can't have pets because of where you live or of allergies, Observe them in nature. Go out in nature and observe the animals in nature because that has the same effect when you're just watching them play and you're out in nature and watching the deer and the squirrel. And I love the chipmunks. Chipmunks always make me smile. And of course, you know, my favorite is my fox, my magical fox. So you can connect with the grounding energy of Earth's many creatures as well. The next way to ground yourself is something that I do every morning as part of my morning ritual, and that is simply meditating. <laughs> and you probably knew that I was going to say that um, if you've heard me talk before 
about my ritual, you know that that is a part of it every single morning. And that just gets me in my body, gets me connected to myself. Um, and I, I usually meditate anywhere from five to 20, even 30 minutes. So meditation is a really great way to ground yourself as well. And another thing that I do every morning that helps ground me is practicing gratitude. When I do my morning ritual, I always write down in my journal. Part of it is writing down what I'm grateful for. And it puts you in the present moment, thinking about your current moment, grounding you in that moment. And plus, not to mention feelings of gratitude, raise your vibration. So just writing those things down is a good thing to do. Um, enjoying the sky. So I talked about going out in nature, but in the evening, going out when it's dark outside, go outside, look at the sky, the moon, the gorgeous stars. Even if it's not a clear evening, just feel the wind on your face and in the sounds of nature, enjoy the moment and the energy of the universe that is out there just kind of whispering to you. Other things you can do to ground yourself would be in your in the morning, whenever you're having your morning beverage, whatever that is, hot tea or coffee, do so mindfully. So slowly sip on your drink, your tea, your coffee, hot cider, lemon water. Feel the sensation in your mouth. Feel the liquid even trickle down your throat. Be mindful of all of those sensations that come along with drinking it. And that in and of itself is grounding you. Movement, mindful movement can ground you, put you in the moment as well. So practicing a little bit of yoga, meditation, Tai Chi, even exercise that raises your heart rate, that, that's grounding you because you're mindful and you're in your body. So those, those are all great things to ground yourself. And then when it comes to your chakra work, working on your root chakra, you know, sit in a comfortable position, close your eyes. Imagine your chakra area, and that's the area at the base of your spine. So imagine that glowing, a vibrant, deep red. Every time you inhale, like envision that deep red. And then imagine a root growing from your spine and into the ground below, rooting you in place, rooting you in time and space, rooting you in that moment. So that's also a really great way that you can ground yourself. And I know I talked about stones before, but I wanted to bring up a couple of them again because I'm sitting here in my office looking at my altar and I see some other stones that I like to use um, for grounding. I know I mentioned the smoky quartz, which is always a good one. And I love my Labradorite. And again, it's also what resonates with you. But some other ones, if you want some ideas that can ground you, are amber, pyrite, onyx, uh, peridot, any and clear quartz, clear quartz can ground you. It can really help you with any any sort of magical working. And, you know, carry those crystals around with you or one, just carry one around with you. And over the course of the day, when you feel yourself, you know, getting overwhelmed or anxious, just reach into your pocket or reach into your bag or wherever you have it in your bra even <laughs> and and grab that and rub your fingers over it. And that can be a nice reminder to yourself to be present, to be grounded in that moment. So I think I hit a lot of the grounding things. Oh, one thing I do want to mention 
is putting technology away. That's a really great way to ground yourself. Get, put that technology away, especially in the early mornings and before bedtime. Put that away. That Because immediately, as soon as we have our phones, our, our brains are going, 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 going. When we hear the, the message ding or a call or the vibration from a text, your mind automatically goes into, ooh, I wonder who that is. So put your phone away. Do like a digital detox and mindfully do that. Like tell yourself every morning from, I don't know, whenever you wake up till an hour later, you're going to put your phone out of sight, out of view, so you can just focus on being a little bit more mindful. Then, of course, uh, mantra work is a really great way to stay grounded, coming back to mantra work or listening to um, drumming, uh, soothing meditation music, or any music that gets you grounded and keeps you in the moment. All of those are good things as well. And then, of course, journaling. Journaling is a great way. Just kind of write in a stream of conscience until, until you feel like you've gotten everything out. That's a great way to ground yourself as well. And I'd like to share with you an earth grounding ritual that that will help you anytime that you just feel yourself getting a little overwhelmed or stressed or anxious. And this is something that I wrote and I am really happy to share it with you all. And you can feel free, you know, to write it down if you want to and use it for your own practice, for your own grounding practice, because this is one that I know by heart that I I wrote a few years ago and that I repeat whenever I feel like I need to be grounded. And the best the best time to perform this grounding small ritual would be if you could be outside. I mean, and it's not long at all. It's it's only the <laughs> four stanzas, not even. I mean, it's really short. You can go outside, put your feet in the ground, plant them in the ground. You could even do the root exercise beforehand where you're imagining your root glowing red or imagining roots growing from the base of your spine into the ground or from your feet into the ground. Or you could even lay down. You could lay down on the ground, feel it in your whole body. And then repeat the following words three times. And I'll read it now. My feet are planted in the ground. Let nature's magical pulse resound through my body and my soul. Allow mother nature to make me whole. So mote it be. And again, repeat that three times. That's something that I use and I wrote a while ago. And even saying, even saying it now, you know, from memory, repeating it to you, um, I get like a, a feeling of calm. I think because I've so associated those words with being grounded, you know, once you do it so many times, it elicits that feeling within yourself. And those words elicit that calming, grounding feeling. And there are two things that do that. First are those words, the short um, verse that I just read to you. And the second thing is my nightly meditation. Every single night before I go to bed, I have a guided meditation I listen to. It's through, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the app? It's a meditation app. It's free. Oh, I'll have to find it. Um, But I listen to the same meditation every single night before bed. And as soon as I hear the woman's voice, I immediately have that feeling of calm wash over me and I'm grounded 
in that moment, like in the present moment. Insight Timer, that's what it's called. It's called Insight Timer. It's a free meditation app. You can do quiet meditations. You can set up chimes and bells and chants, or you could do guided meditations. I do a lot of my meditations through Insight Timer. So that's what it is. So before I move into the card of this episode, the card reading, I just want to remind you that we all, we all get a little bit in our head sometimes and anxious and you know I've struggled. I struggle a lot with anxiety if I'm being completely honest and vulnerable here, but and a grounding is something that I practice every day. So even if you can fit five minutes of grounding ritual into your day and you do that for a couple of weeks, I truly believe that you will no- you'll notice a difference in, in a couple of weeks. Just connecting to earth, connecting to your body, connecting to self, which all helps you connect more to your magic and connect to your practice and be more mindful for everybody else around you. I will tell you what, my family, they know when I haven't done my morning ritual because my morning ritual work, that grounds me for the day, that sets the tone for the day and they can tell you (laughs) truly the days that I don't do that. I could tell you too because sometimes I can be in a mood but you know that morning ritual and all the grounding elements from stirring cinnamon into my coffee to lighting my candles to meditating to doing my reiki chakra work pulling my card all of that grounds me and just prepares me for the day so if you if you don't have any sort of grounding ritual try to add it like i just challenge you to do that it's just a couple minutes a day and see how you feel. And even let me know. Let me know through Instagram or you can even email me at comfycozywitch.com or at gmail.com. Email and let me know what you're doing to ground yourself because I just like to hear those things. So now we are going to move into the card. Okay, here we go with the card of the week. So I have my deck here. I get them show me, show the listeners what we need to see. All right. Frankincense. So frankincense. And of course, that goes along nicely. It ties nicely into this episode where we focused on grounding. Frankincense is all about meditation, about concentration. It's about perception and when i when i use frankincense i use it in meditation which is obviously a grounding ritual of mine and so this works really closely with that oh and i did talk about um some grounding now that i think about it some grounding herbs and grounding spices so of course um and and fragrances so frankincense is a nice grounding uh oil I like uh, cinnamon, cinnamon grounds, cinnamon, nutmeg is is very grounding. Things that you would use during Mabin or the Samhain season tend to be grounding when you're doing your kitchen witchery. Foods, you know, close to nature and the earth are great for grounding and like the root and root vegetables are really great as well. And then herbs really of all kind, rosemary, 
lavender. Lavender is nice and calming. I like to use that as well. So anyway, the card is frankincense. Again, meditation, all about concentration, about quieting your mind to see the full scope of your life. And I love that. It's all about quieting your mind. So it's the ultimate herb of concentration and meditation. It's warm. It's scent wafts into your life to ask that you spend some extra time in quiet reflection. So slow down, ground yourself a little bit, even use some frankincense to help you do that and reflect on things in your life. There may be a message for you or a different perspective that needs to be seen. Building in more time for quiet reflection might mean adding on an extra five or 10 minutes to your already established practice or recommitting to a meditation routine, which has waned over time. And oh my goodness, how awesome does this connect with the topic of grounding this week? This is the like ultimate grounding herb. This is fantastic. So, you know, when was the last time you sat in silence for more than five minutes? I challenged you to try to ground yourself, do some of the things I mentioned on the podcast to do that. Um, So think about that. When was the last time you sat in silence? Maybe you did it today. Maybe it's been a couple weeks, but commit to do it um, for a few days and then see how you feel. So frankincense is associated with the crown chakra, with meditation, with the third eye chakra as well, um, with air, with water, and the waxing gibbous moon. So that's some little nice tidbits about frankincense and what an appropriate card for this week. I love it. I love it. So everybody, thank you for joining me for episode four of the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast. I'm having a blast doing this. I love that I've met so many people, especially through Instagram, that have started listening to the podcast and are connecting with me. And if you're enjoying this, if you're enjoying what I'm doing here, please feel free to leave a review or to rate it or to follow the podcast on any of the platforms. I know Apple Podcasts is the big one where um, the more comments and the more ratings, I know more people can see it. It has more visibility. So if you're on there, I'd love for you to rate and comment or really in any platform. I think I have seven ratings on Apple Podcasts so far. I was so excited to see that. I don't have any reviews yet and that's fine. But if you want to leave a review, that would be really cool too. Um, And I'll totally do a shout out for you on the podcast if you want to leave a review because I am really excited to see the first one. So yeah, go ahead and do that if you would like. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. You can find me on Facebook. I have a Comfy Cozy Witch private Facebook group that you can feel free to join. Just search it. Um, And then ComfyCozyWitch.com, I think is the website. (laughs) Look at me. I can't quite remember. I think it's ComfyCozyWitch.com. And it might be .wordpress.com. I can't quite remember if I bought the the domain or not. I think I did. So check me out there if you want to. I haven't posted a lot on the website yet. That's just kind of up and up and going. I've been kind of busy lately. Some of you know, or many of you know that I'm an author, but my biggest, most latest project that just launched on Monday of this week, exactly why I need more grounding. My project launched and it was the, it's the election and we still don't know who's going to be the next president. (laughs) Um, But because 
because all of that is going on right now. It's been a busy week, but I did want to say, mention really quickly, and I won't bring this up a lot on my podcast, that my project did just launch and it is called the Fit Witch Challenge. So if you want to check it out, I'm not going to do a big spiel about it on here, but if you want to check it out, uh, you can find information at the Fit Witch Challenge on Instagram or even in my bio. It's under my passion project. Um, It's just a fun challenge bringing in the five elements and connecting to your inner witch for in little challenges, like little 21 day challenges to keep you connected to kitchen witchery and self care and your magic and spell work, uh, your mind, body and movement, and then grounding your earth work, your grounding. So if you want to check that out, that would be great too. So I'm going to go over the topics, look over the topics that many of you listed that you would be interested in hearing me talk about. And we'll choose another one for next week. And I'll be doing that shortly. But until then, everybody, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.